0: Uh, I have about thirty minutes to present to you, and it's going to be a presentation that's entitled uh, "My House Is Blessed Forever." The t- presentation is going to have a fairly lengthy scripture reading, which we will go to now, starting from verse one, Second Samuel, chapter number seven. <clears throat> Samuel chapter number 7 Bishop you've been here for 31 years 31 years And I think James and Tracy Were here slightly earlier than that 36 years Well you must have started playing Keyboards when you were two here <laughs> So amazing Absolutely amazing Pastor Johnny and Pastor Kathy have been here for 28 That's a lifetime Alright It came to pass, let me give you some backdrop knowledge. David uh, is now king. He's restored the Ark of God, which was away for a century or more, placed it on Mount Zion, built his wonderful palace, and he's sitting one evening having a rack of lamb chops and enjoying his meal and looks out the window and sees the Ark of God uh, behind some... Raggedy curtains and the wind is blowing. And David, who is uh, an oxymoronic person, you know, his heart was so sensitive. David would go out and kill a man and come out and worship strong. I mean, the opposites are so diverse in his life. And so now we pick up the story. The king was sitting in his palace. The Lord had given him peace around about from all his enemies. We declare peace From all your enemies. That's a good place to say amen. We declare peace from all your enemies. That includes calories by the way. God is giving you peace from all your enemies. And there are seasons when God gives peace from all your enemies. And King David said to Nathan the prophet. See now I live in a house of cedar. But the ark of God dwells within curtains. And Nathan said to David. Go and do all. All that is in your heart. For the Lord is with you. And it came to pass that that night. That the word of the Lord came to Nathan and said. Go and tell my servant David. Thus says the Lord. Shall you build a house for me to dwell in? And it's a lengthy reading. We'll skip now and go to verse 11. And the Lord said. I have caused you to have rest from all your enemies. I have caused you. Have rest from all your enemies. Father, give us rest from all our enemies. Give us rest from all your enemies. And also the Lord tells you that He will make you a house. All David did was, all he did was say, I want to build a house for God. And God went totally crazy and ballistic and said, Tell David, I will make him a house. And God gives David Ten promises. Verse number 12. When your days are fulfilled, you shall sleep with your fathers. I will set up your seed after you, which shall proceed out of you. And I will establish his kingdom. And your house and your kingdom shall be established forever. And your throne shall be established forever. Now we go to the end of chapter number 7. David's response to God's uh, blessing. And David says in verse 29... Therefore now let it please you to bless the house of your servant That it may continue forever Before you For you Lord God has spoken it Now look at this part This is the message And with your blessing Let the house of your servant be blessed forever Say that with me And with your blessing Again, God is about to bless houses here forever. If you have given $1 in your lifetime, in the 36 years you've been here, if all you have given is $1, you will have given more than David gave. If you've prayed a prayer, you will have prayed more than David prayed. If you've worshipped a moment, you will have worshipped more than David did that night. And God went totally crazy and gave David ten promises. Ten promises. And David says, and with your blessing, let the house of your servant be blessed forever. My message for a few minutes is entitled, My House is... Is blessed forever. Shout that three times. My house is blessed forever. My house is blessed forever. My house is blessed forever. Slide number ten. God is introduced to us in Genesis as a father. He is introduced to us as a creator. And God is introduced to us as a blesser. When He shaped and formed man, He blessed man and caused them to be fruitful, to multiply. To subdue, to replenish And to have dominion So God at his very worst Is a blesser And he is Designing to bless you Forever If you give to God He always gives back Because God is committed To his word And when God gives back He gives back good measure Press down Shaken together And running over, he will cause somebody to give to your bosom. So God is going to bless your family. Except the Lord build a house, they that labor, build it in vain. And the building that is ready to be occupied next week. It's the Lord's doing. And it's marvelous in our eyes. Amen? Amen. Bible says, what man that fears the Lord? He says, his seed shall inherit the earth. Your children, our children, are going to own oil wells. Right here in the Gulf, they'll be pumping oil for years. somebody got to say, amen. Amen. Don't leave me standing here by myself. Amen. Because when you give to God, God says, I will bless your family for generations. Abraham gave an offering, a tithe to Melchizedek. And that tithe went 150 years ahead of Abraham To bless Levi Because God is in the blessing business I used to be young I'm now old, David says And in all my days I have never, ever Seen the righteous forsaken Or their kids begging. If you have given one dollar, prayed a prayer, you will have done more than David did that night. And I'll prove to you irrevocably that God is a blesser. He is a blesser. The Bible says in Romans 4.21 that Abraham was fully persuaded that what God had promised he was able to perform. Well, you've got to be persuaded today. I'm going to try to build faith here where you're going to walk out of this place believing that God is definitely able To visit your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren. That even you will harvest a blessing of a thousand times more for a thousand generations. The devil is a liar and so is his mother-in-law. God's about to reward you, your children and your children's children. When God gives, he gives, number one, he gives covenants. So promises come with covenants. Number two, God gives destiny. And destiny is part of a journey that must be traveled. Number three, God gives instructions. With instructions, there are details that come with those instructions. i mean, in slide 14. God gives land and property. And with land and property, they must be, they must be occupied. God gives plans and blueprints. Those must be understood So that revelation knowledge then Becomes God's imperative God also gives resources and money And those must be expended Money must be used Don't sit on it Use that bad boy Amen Go shopping Spend some money Amen Go to Vegas What happens in Vegas Shouldn't happen Hallelujah (laughs) God gives gifted people Are you going to Vegas? Amen? (laughs) God gives gifted people One of the greatest things that God gives are people And these are key These are relationships that go for years And gifted people must be placed and must be utilized All right. here are the 10 things that God gave David that night All he said was, I want to build God a house And God gave Super Dave 10 things. The first thing he gave him, he says, I will make you a house. In other words, the house is not a building. It's going to be an establishment of a household. Number two, he said, you will sleep with your fathers. That's key because David was an awesome man, but God was raising him to the status of being a patriarch. And a patriarch is an establishmentarian. In other words, as the years go by, you will be a pillar on which things will be established and built. Number three, I will set up your seed after you. In other words, there will be a generational anointing. You'll start something. It won't die when you die. It will be passed on to your children. Your children's children. Amen. It will go from chicken George to the next person in, the, in his life. I, are you hearing what I'm saying? I have to behave. Teachers in the house. And before, I will establish his kingdom forever. Not your kingdom, your son's son's kingdom will be established forever. So, 300 years from now, when your kids' great 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 grandchildren ask a question, What means this? you'll be able to know, as Bishop showed that uh, montage of photos and pictures, you'll be able to point back to a generation where you said, I want to build a house for God. You put money into Inspire of Beltway 8, and from that place your children are blessed. Number five, God said, I will establish his throne forever and his kingdom forever. Number six, I will be his father. That's huge! Yeah. Our father, which art in heaven. In other words, I will be his father. I will be directly responsible for guiding, mentoring, and directing him. Number seven, I will chasten him with the rod of men and with the stripes of the children of men. In other words, I won't bring judgment because when God judges, he cuts. He said to Lucifer, he said, you're done, over, finished, no repentance, out of my house. That's how God judges. But when men judge and they present judgment, God can come in and overrule what men have said. Number eight, I will have mercy. My mercy shall not depart away from him. God's mercies are key and important. He gives grace and mercy. And, and when you make mistakes and do something wrong, when God shows his loving kindness and his tender mercy, he can forget things that can be horrendous and brutal. I've got here no rabbit trails. Number nine, uh, your, house, your house and your kingdom shall be established Forever. And we see that fulfilled in Jesus. Today he is king of kings and lord of lords. But Jesus' great, 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 great granddaddy was David. And all David did was say, I want to build a house for God. And God went crazy. If you've given one dollar, if you've prayed a prayer, if you worshiped a moment, you will have done more than David did. And God blessed him in a major way. And number 10, your throne shall be established forever. Now... There are several examples of kings in the scripture who came uh, after King David, who turned away from God. Some of these men even did evil acts, and yet God would not remove them for David's sake. Now look at three kings here. The first one is Solomon. Uh, Slide number 19. And Solomon made an affinity with Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. He took Pharaoh's daughter and brought her into the city of David until he had made an end of building his own palace and uh, building the house of God and the wall that was around the city of Jerusalem. Only the people sacrificed in high places because there was no house built to the name of the Lord in those days. Solomon loved the Lord with all his heart, walking in the statutes of David, his father. Only he sacrificed and burned incense in high places. And the reason for that, there was no temple. Now, we go to Solomon's life at the end of his life. Verse 1, chapter 11. But Solomon loved many strange women. So he goes from loving God to loving strange women. Uh, And that could be strange men. (laughs) Together with the the daughter of Pharaoh, the women of the Moabites, the Ammonites, the Edomites, the Zidonians, and the Hittites. And uh, of the nations concerning which the Lord has said, Don't have anything to do with them because if you marry these girls, they'll turn your heart away to their own gods. Verse 3. Solomon had 700 wives. That's what we always say. And 300 concubines. The blessing of a thousand times more. (laughs) Amen. Chichi, you are more than sufficient for me. Amen. I sing your song, Chichi. You're every woman. I'm every woman. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You are more than sufficient. Amen. 700. We are dying, Solomon. Verse number seven, four. And he came to pass that when Solomon was old, his wives turned his heart away from God, and his heart was not perfect with the Lord. Verse 5. And Solomon went after Asheroth, the goddess of the Zidonians, and Milcom, the abomination of the Ammonites. Solomon did evil. In the sight of the Lord And went not fully after the Lord As David his father Verse 7 And Solomon As if that wasn't bad enough Doing evil inside of the Lord He built a high place for Shemosh The abomination of the Moabites And uh, that is in the hill of Jerusalem And for Molech The abomination of the Ammonites And he did likewise for all the strange His strange wives Which burnt incense and sacrificed to their gods. Verse number 9. The Lord was angry with Solomon because his heart was turned away from the Lord God Israel which appeared to him twice. Wherever the Lord said to Solomon for for as much as you have done this and you have not kept my covenant, my statutes which I have commanded you. I will surely tear the kingdom away from you and give it to your servant. Not even to your son, to your servant. This is 56 years after David prayed that prayer. Notwithstanding. In your days, I will not do it. For David, your father's sake. In other words, I should take this away from you. Because you brought evil. You have built over 700 demonic altars. You built over 700 demonic altars. Some of them in full view of the temple. Where my glory and my power fell. You have brought more evil into this land. You have opened doors for evil. And I'm not happy with that. I'm angry with you. But your daddy said one night, I want to build a house for God. And I promised him that night that I would set up his son and his son after you. I should take this away from you and give it to the guy that's been carrying water in your palace for years. But for your father's sake, for David's sake, I will not rend it out of your hand. How be it? I will rent it away, your kingdom, and give it to one tribe. Uh, And to your son For David my servant's sake This is 56 years After David had said A simple prayer If you gave a dollar If you have worshipped a little If you've committed to anything In your lifetime in this church For 36 years You will have done more than David did And God will promise you That he will take care of your son And your son's son And your son's son And daughters Let's go to 89 years later. 89 years later. Stay with me. I'm going to preach in a minute. 89 years later. First Kings 15 verse 1. In the 18th year of King Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, Abijam reigned over Judah. Three years he reigned in the city of Jerusalem. His mother's name was uh, whatever. <laughs> Tonela, I guess. <coughs> and... Uh, This guy, look at verse number 3. He walked in all the sins of his father, which he had done before him. His heart was not perfect with the Lord his God, as was David, his great-great-great-grandfather. Look at verse number 4. Nevertheless, for David's sake, did the Lord his God give him a lamp in Jerusalem and set up his son after him to establish Jerusalem. This is 89 years after David prayed the prayer. You can't even think 8 years from now. But God is thinking 89 years later. My, my servant David just said, I want to build a house. Just his intention. The Bible says that God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. You don't even have to find him. Just the intention to seek him. God blesses and goes absolutely crazy i came all the way from zimbabwe to stop over here at inspire church to tell you that your labor is not in vain that in due season you are going to reap don't faint now we're going all the way god has given a promise that he's going to set up your children after you and your great 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 grandchildren sickness and disease is barred from your family generational curses cannot continue in your family That rubbish that came from a generation before Stops in this generation Like Gandalf, I tell that devil You shall not pass It ends here, poverty ends here Homelessness ends here Unemployment ends here A lack of vision ends here Because God is blessing my house My house is blessed forever I need about 400 women to give God a praise up in here. My God, I feel like dancing already. Ah! Oh, I can feel it. I can feel it. I can feel it. God is in a blessing mood. Amen. You might be a grandson of a parent that's been in this church. Your blessing is because of what your grandpappy did. What your grandmama did, the prayers of your grandmother are sustaining you and keeping you. You'll have no fatalities on Interstate Ten because grandma prayed a prayer in the outhouse somewhere in Louisiana when you were eating boodang. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah baby you were raised on on you were raised on on pig feet and chitlings but you had a grandmother who knew how to make biscuits but most of all knew how to pray and God has honored grand God has honored big mama's prayer and promised big mama <laughs> your house is blessed forever Give someone a high five, say thank God for Big Mama. <laughs> Come on, Holy Ghost. My house is blessed forever. My house is blessed forever. Generations from now, people will know that my house is blessed forever. I need about 400 men to give God a praise like you're losing your mind. Your labor is not in vain. not weary in well doing for in due season you shall reap if you don't faint look at a girl say sister 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 say sister come on look at a girl say sister 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 don't faint now God has brought you all this way don't faint now that devil is a liar and so is his mother-in-law my house is blessed forever. Come on, everyone in the balcony, give God some praise up in here. My house is blessed forever. I need key. c I want you to play behind me, okay? c I want you to preach with me. Hallelujah 156 years later 156 years later It's okay, don't play It's alright, it's alright Just leave it 156 years later In 2nd Kings chapter number 8 and verse 16 The Bible says in the year of Joram The son of Ahab The king of Israel Jehoshaphat began to reign in Judah He was 32 years old when he began to reign. It's like 32. And he walked in the ways of the kings of Israel. As did Ahab. Married to that devil Jezebel. And this boy marries Jezebel's daughter. He marries a spirit medium. And brings a witch into his house. And he did evil in the sight of the Lord. Verse number 19. Yet... The Lord would not destroy Judah for David's sake as he promised to give him a light always and to his children. Sisters and brothers, this is 156 years later where this man now, 156 years down the road, marries a spirit medium. He's got all, she's got all these devils working through her. She's doing all this stuff in the house of God. She should have been removed and he should have been removed. Yet God would not destroy Judah for David, his servant's sake. And all Super Dave did was say, I want to build a house for God. I want to thank Inspire Church, formerly Christian Tabernacle, for standing with your bishop year after year. Faithful in tithes and offerings and missions giving. And being patient with his travels and being patient as his apostolic gift has been impacting the world. And through your faithfulness, God is about to reciprocate and bless your children. I don't care if you have a 50-year-old child, God is about to bless your boy and their children. Shout, my house is blessed forever. Tell someone who's looking downcast, say, lift up your head. Your house is blessed forever. My God, I feel like shuffling up in here. I'm not done yet. Amen. I'm not done yet. Wait for me. Amen. Amen. I'm not done yet. Let's go to Second Kings chapter number 19, verse 32. This is 284 years later. The devil Sennacherib had come against Jerusalem. Put a siege around the city. And the Lord told Isaiah the prophet to tell Hezekiah. Thus says the Lord. Therefore, thus says the Lord concerning the king of Assyria. Number one. He shall not come into this city. Number two, he shall not shoot an arrow there. Number three, nor will he build a shield or build a siege around it. The same way that devil came is the same way he will return. He will not come into the city, says the Lord. For I will defend this city and save it for my own sake. And for David, my servant's sake. Sisters and brothers, this is 284 years later. If you can imagine, this is before the United States became a country. Before you all ticked off the Brits over a cup of tea in Boston. God, <laughs> God was working and working and working. I don't know what your great, 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 great grandparents prayed 300 years ago or in 1620 when they came across in the Mayflower or the way the rest of you came over. It still was my ship. They may have made a promise to God, but God has made a promise to you. That promise could be 300 years old. At my dad's funeral 10 years ago, for the first time we heard at my dad's funeral that my dad's grandfather was a preacher. In 1902 We'd never heard that before In 1902 that great granddaddy of ours Was preaching the gospel in the country of Malawi Started churches in the Melange That still stand there today We had no idea that there was a generational blessing That was on great great granddaddy Bismarck Petit But look what the Lord has done Who could have ever thought that God will raise up a simple boy in Zimbabwe and send him around the world. It's not by my prayers. It's not by my anointing. But deep down in my family roots. Here's a great granddaddy who made a promise to God. And God went crazy. And said to great-great-granddaddy, I bless your children and your children's children. I'm the oldest of 10 kids and all the boys are in ministry today. Because when God makes a promise, his promise is sure. And it remains forever. So be encouraged. Because at his worst day, God is a blesser. I'm going to the next level because of the blessing of the Lord that maketh rich and adds no sorrow with it. Thank you, Lord, for the years we've been here. Thank you, Lord, for the blessings that you've given. Thank you, Lord, for good days and bad days. Thank you, Lord. For bringing us through night seasons. But thank you Lord. For a new landing place. Thank you Lord. For inspired Church. Thank you in advance. For miracles, signs and wonders. Give yourself a high five. Ah yes. Because well, I know we got to go. Can I take two more minutes? Yeah. I need two more minutes. Let's go to 300 years later. Second Kings 20 verse number 3. Isaiah tells Isaiah. Everybody say Isaiah. Isaiah. Not Isaiah. Say Isaiah. Isaiah, Isaiah. Isaiah tells King Hezekiah. That says the Lord. Get your house in order. Because tonight you're going to die. Isaiah is leaving upset and Hezekiah starts praying the prayer. Verse 3 I beseech you, therefore, God, remember now how I walked before you and in truth and was perfect. And I, I, I worshiped you and gave you praise. And the Bible says that Hezekiah wept sore. Verse 4 It came to pass that while Isaiah was gone out into the middle court, in other words, this is less than 60 seconds, he's in the king's bedroom. The king is about to start a kick. He's going to do the Ali shuffle. He's uh, starting to kick. And Hezekiah starts saying, I, I've served you. So is walking and he's now coming out of the bedroom, walking through the dining room, coming into the living room, which is 60 seconds. Now I've heard of next year this time. I've heard of next month this time. I've heard tomorrow this time. But I've not read a prayer where God's going to answer in 60 seconds. There's a 60-second breakthrough coming just about now. Gone in 60 seconds. Oh, yeah, baby, in one minute, I'm about to go to a place that I've never been before. Whatever. Amen. You all just trust me with the service. Trust me. Don't panic. Trust me. Amen. Trust Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. I can feel the tension rising. Trust a brother. Amen. You still have your job off the church. Amen. Just turn to the person next to you. Trust him. Just trust him. I know you got to go. But this is going to be good. It's going to get just good right now. And it came to pass that while Isaiah was 4 was walking to the middle court, the word of the Lord came to him and said, Turn again and tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people. Thus says the Lord, the God of David, your father, I have heard your prayer. I've seen your tears. I will heal you and the third day you will be strong enough to go to church. I will add 15 years to your life and deliver you from the enemy. I will defend the city for David, my servant's sake. 300 years later, God is still answering prayer. He remembers Hezekiah, but he gives him a 60 second breakthrough. All David did was say, I want to build a house for God. And God said, I'll bless your house forever. I declare to you, your house is blessed forever. You're coming in and you're going out in the city and in the field. He bless your mountain. He bless your bread. He bless your beans. He bless your pork. He's blessing your life in the name of Jesus. Clap your hands and stand with me and shout three times. My house. Is blessed forever. Give three people a high five and say, My house, slide forty two, shout, My house is blessed forever, my house is blessed forever. In Zimbabwe, in Kenya, in India, up here in Houston, in Sugarland, my house is blessed forever. Oh Give God a praise Take two seconds Just to dance Because God is blessing Your house forever He's giving you stuff That money can't buy He's giving you true riches He's opening doors That no man can shut He's moving demonic powers He's taking away curses That have stood in your way Because your house is blessed forever and ever, and ever, and ever, and ever. My house is blessed. (laughs) Slide number 42. Slide number 43. Slide 43. Raise your hands. Raise your hands. Bless every woman, every man, every household every business, every idea cause extreme creativeness to come out of the, the bosom of this church. Father, thank you for the years well spent here. We thank you for our crossover, crossing over Jordan into what you promised. In Jesus' name. God bless you, Bishop. Thank you for your patience. Amen. <laughs>